Good to have you along here, three and out. <laughs> it's Kevin, BJ, and Ben. Glad you're with us. We've got baseball coming up for you in just a little bit. Uh, 350. We'll send you out to uh, L.A. Braves Radio Network have full coverage of Game 3. Braves lead it 2 to nothing. We'll also hear from Jeff Owens, uh, former George Bulldog uh, defensive tackle here on the program. We'll talk about that Georgia defensive line. Also, Damian Moss, former Atlanta Braves pitcher, get his thoughts on this Braves pitching staff, which has been phenomenal here in the postseason. But, uh, fellas, coming up here just a little bit, Game Number three for the Braves, Charlie Morton against Walker Bueller here early afternoon. I guess 2 p.m. start in L.A., 5 o'clock here on the East Coast. Uh, how are we feeling heading into game number three, a place where the Braves traditionally have not played all that well, which is Dodger Stadium? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like you have a major opportunity tonight. You are up two games to zero in this series against the heavily favored uh, L.A. Dodgers. And, and though you're on the road tonight, you have Charlie Morton taking the mound. And I know you had to kind of reshuffle some things with your rotation, Kevin, uh, moving forward from the Milwaukee series. But Charlie Morton is arguably, when you talk about overall resume, your best option in a, in a game like this. I know Max Fried has been incredible this postseason, but more of a limited sample size. Charlie Morton is a veteran who's done it for a couple of different teams now in the postseason. He's not going to be caught up in the you know the spotlight of, of being on the road or the pressure, the intensity of the moment. I think he's 37 years old, uh, has, I think, over 70 innings of postseason baseball on his resume. So I think Atlanta should take the field uh, with confidence, with belief, and trust in their starting pitcher. Charlie Morton on the mound, you're up two games to none in the NLCS. Are you kidding me? What a great spot for the Braves to be in. But uh, look, we all play the what-if game. What if they lose tonight? What if they win tonight? What? Take care of business. Take it pitch by pitch, inning by inning. And I've been, I've been really impressed by the composure of this Braves team, by the poise of this Braves team, the resisting of this Braves team, and you're going to need some of that in L.A. BJ and Kevin, this is something we've said all year. I think, I think it's prevalent in this situation. This is the biggest game for this Braves team this season. This, this is the biggest game because I understand the 2-0, uh, this, uh, this Dodgers team is under a lot of pressure. You go up 3-0, because, Kevin, I know we said this. Look, you got to win one. You go up 3-0, how much more pressure do that put on the Dodgers team that – if you if you under, I know how many games they won in the regular season. Nothing that means anything in this postseason. This Braves team come out and win Game Three. I I know if you are a a Dodgers fan and a beat writer for the Dodgers, how you feel about this Braves team. But how much more pressure does it put on the Dodgers if they down 3-0? And how much more relaxed can you be? You know, I mean, a relaxed, but but still, you know, uh, you know, have a point of uh, you know, have a point of emphasis for this Braves team if they go out there and get it done. Because I think Kevin, this is where you know you show a. Hey, what type of team are we? You took took care took care of home field. I mean, uh, you know, when when uh, going up 2-0. But now, if you can get game three, understanding that your lineup is still very very dangerous. Your pitching might not be as good as the Dodgers, but they just as good, if not as good. And I just think that if you think about it, if you go up three games to zero with with this with this Braves lineup, how much more pressure, Kevin, does that put on the Dodgers team? That let's face it, outside of Braves country. Everybody thinks that, you know, even though the Braves are up 2-0, that because of what happened last year, this, this Dodgers team won't come back. Well, that's something I – look, I, I think it's been amazing to watch, like, the, the L.A. media talk about this series. Like, it's a foregone conclusion that the Dodgers are going to move on. It's like the start of the series, oh, no way this thing ever goes back to Atlanta once uh, it comes to L.A. And, well, obviously it's going to have to if the Dodgers are going to win it uh, at this point. But 
man, just the uh, the disrespect uh, that the LA media has given this Braves team. To me, it's like, did you did you watch last year? I mean, this this was a series that went the distance distance last year. I think this is a better uh, Braves team this go around than it was a year ago. And that's, I mean, without Ronald Acuna in the lineup, it's still a better team. And I think if Ronald Acuna was in the lineup, man, I mean. It, you're talking about an all-time Braves lineup at that point uh, moving forward. But the way this team is playing, I, I just don't get it. I mean, I kind of have to laugh at it because, you know, the Dodger fans like, you're the defending world champs, and you're already like, oh, well, the Braves didn't win game one. The, they, they, the Dodgers lost it. Oh, okay, well, what happened in the second game? I mean, again, the Braves in the first two games did everything you would ask a championship-caliber team to do. Starting pitching was good. Your bullpen was clutch in key situations. And, oh, yeah. What do good teams do? They hit in the clutch. And what do the Braves do? They walked off two games. Austin Riley, you're, uh, the Braves, one of the best players the Braves have, MVP candidate, gets the tying hit uh, in a ball game. They've been clutch. The Dodgers have not. The end. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. I mean, uh, you look at what carried the Dodgers past the Braves last year. Dodgers were clutch in the late innings. Now the Braves have been clutch in the late innings. I, I just don't get why the, uh, the the vitriol there with this Braves team, like we didn't all just watch what happened last year with this team and a team that played better in the clutch won the series. Yeah, and I think the one thing that has stood out to me watching the Braves this series and this postseason is they never lose their focus or or get rattled, right? I mean, in, in, in postseason baseball, playoffs of any sport, the pressure is so immense, the moments are so big, that you would you kind of understand if a if 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 a team doesn't have a top tier performance in that moment, but I think this team has shown even with a lineup that has kind of been put together through the middle of the season. So it's not like you have uh, necessarily a group that's been together collectively all year. You have a group that is together found a way to be big in those moments that has found a way to if you need to advance the runner, advance the runner. If you need a double, get the double. If you need to get out of a jam, how many times has we, have we seen it already in this series where you desperately needed a big defensive play? You got them in, against Milwaukee. You've had them against L.A. So this team has played balanced baseball. It's played clutch baseball. It's played resilient baseball. You know, there are a lot of teams where Kevin Ben, I think if you get down four to two, three to one, you start to look around and go, well, we're, we're, we're in a bad, bad spot here. Not with Atlanta. And you've heard players on the team say, we don't care about the score. We don't care if we get down. We have the same approach. And I think a lot of times when athletes say that, it's kind of just a cliche. I believe it with the Braves. And, and here's what's interesting, Kevin and Ben. We haven't really seen Freddie Freeman do much of anything. I mean, if Freddie Freeman suddenly gets hot, to go along with what Austin Riley's done, Jock Peterson, Adam Duvall, Ozzie Albies, Rosario, Swanson. I mean, if if you see Freddie Freeman get hot, watch out. The Braves shouldn't be playing like they should, like they happy to be here. The Braves earned the right to be here. They negotiated this for themselves throughout the course of the season. That they had they they had they uh they strings of ups and downs, but they find a way to make it. You know, make it happen regardless. They had to chase those. They had to chase those men's random down. They had to, you know, then they was getting chased by the Phillies. And then when you think about the win loss, win loss, win loss. Talk about the trade deadline, everything. They and then you talk about the Ronald Acuna Jr. You talk about the Marcelo Zuni. You talk about Mike Soroka never playing. And here they are, two games up in the NLCS. They playing with conviction, and they should. Why shouldn't the Braves be confident? 
while we got so used to this this uh this Dodgers team being the you know arguably the best team in the National League every year and they finally got over the hump, who do they have to beat? You know, last year to get over the hump, that would be the Braves. Well, guess who was getting better every year? That would be the Braves. Different, different cast of characters this year, you know, with some usual suspects. But even with the new guys, everybody seems to be jealous. So, uh, Kevin, I like the fact that the Braves are doing their thing. And, look, you see the best and the worst of these beat writers, best and the worst of these fans, and you can't really tell them apart if you're on the Twitter sphere watching all, the, watching all this negativity. I know that old Keyshawn Johnson had on his Dodgers uh, shirt today, you know, <laughs> on ESPN, but guess what? That ain't going to help y'all win. So shout out to all them Dodgers fans because guess what? Y'all have nothing to do with the game. Like, I don't have nothing to do with the game, but I'm going to go with the guys I came with. You see what I'm right. You see who I'm rocking with. <laughs> I think them boys from the ATL, shout out to Yale, going to try to get that game three and watch how nervous they get after, ga- after this game. Ben's getting angry all of a sudden. Come holler at me. Listen, I'm not getting angry. At the end of the day, we don't got to, we don't got to have these $200, $300 million payrolls to go out there and get it done. Freddie Free, Fred, it would be nice. <laughs> Freddie nice. Freddy Free, yeah. Freddy Free ain't even got his money yet. What, eight plate appearances, seven strikeouts, and they're still up 2-0. Watch out for them Braves because they, they ended the winning. Yeah, I will say, BJ, you guys said, how you feeling about it uh, coming in tonight? I mean, the fact that Freddie Freeman has been ice cold uh, and one of the worst batting stretches in his career. I think this goes back uh, 0, for, 0 for 8 with seven strikeouts. He hadn't had a stretch this bad since like 2016 in Colorado. And it just he just doesn't do this. So you know it's going to turn. And when it does, to go along with the rest, I mean, you feel really good about what this offense can do, man. So I, like, I, I think it all rests with Charlie Morton. I still feel like if the, if the starting pitching is good, this Braves team is going to score runs. They, they've done it in every game so far. Seemingly in this postseason, when they've needed a big hit, they've been able to go get one. And I think the Freeman uh, uh, stuff is going to correct itself. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's not going to have a series where he strikes out 75% of the time or whatever and, 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 and doesn't put the ball in play or get hits. Freddie Freeman's going to come around, and when he does, Kevin, like you said, you couple that with Peterson. You couple that with Rosario, with Riley. I mean, Riley's been extraordinary. There's a lot of reason for optimism around this team, and if you can take it to – uh, 3-0, boy, that would be something. You know who I'm rocking with. BJ thought this bad boy was glowing in the dark. It's not glowing in the dark, but guess what does glow in the dark? A shiny new NLCS championship ring, which they which they, can, they can shine that bad boy up when they get it. But they got to get game three before they can get game four. You know who I'm rocking with. Shout out to them Braves. And Adam, I see you saying Freddie Freeman, you know, see it bring 2.0. Well, see it bring got a ring. So I'm trying to hopefully Freddie Freeman can uh, add add his name to that ring of honor. But, yeah, shout out to them Braves, man. They know what they got to do tonight. Freddie Free, get back into that flow. And like you said, Kevin, if Freddie Free can find his, find his rhythm again, good luck with that lineup. Yeah, we will uh... – we will uh, have that for you coming up at 3.50 with the pregame coverage tonight for Game 3 first pitch just after 5 o'clock uh, this evening. Did want to uh, throw this out there. I know we, we mentioned it yesterday on the show that uh, family, friends, police, they were looking for uh, Wesley Kennedy III uh, there in the Savannah area, former Benedictine and Georgia Southern uh, football player. Apparently uh, they have seen him, and they are zeroing in on, on the location, and they are attempting to uh, – get medical attention before trying to contact. So that apparently is good news uh, here this afternoon uh, in regards to uh, Wesley Kennedy III that uh, apparently he has been seen and they are trying to make sure they have medical attention uh, on hand before they, uh, before they make contact with him. So apparently moving in the right direction on that front, and that is that's good news to uh, be able to pass along here uh, this afternoon. Yeah, thoughts and prayers uh, uh, to, to he and his family and, uh, and uh, wishing him the best certainly, and uh, that is good news. 
No, I'm just going to say, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I agree. I mean, Kevin, we talked about it yesterday. We have it that he is found safe and sound. Hopefully they can give him the medical attention that he desperately needs. Absolutely. We'll come back. We will hear from uh, Jeff Owens, former University of Georgia defensive tackle, asking about this bunch of Georgia Bulldogs and uh, just how dominating they've been on that defensive line. He'll join us next here on 3 and Out. Braves and Dodgers coming up game three this afternoon. We will have pregame coverage for you, full coverage starting in about – 15 minutes for you right here, Braves and Dodgers. But first joining us here, former Atlanta Braves pitcher, 2001-2002, Damian Moss, joins us here on 3 and Out. Damian, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, man. What's going on, guys? Hey, we're doing fantastic. And you look at this series uh, with the Dodgers and really all postseason, uh, this Braves pitching staff has been unbelievable. What what have you seen from this bunch? I know uh, the Luke Jacksons and Will Smiths kind of gave folks a heartburn throughout the regular season, but in the postseason, they've been lights out. Yeah, I mean, they're putting it together at the right time. I mean, you know, Will Smith is kind of, you know, he's, he's that guy that, you know, kind of has you on the edge of your seat like every night, but gets the job done. Charlie Morton goes tonight. This is a guy that's, I think, 37 years old, has pitched in the postseason a lot. How big of an advantage is that for a starting pitcher or a or a relief pitcher when you've when you've pitched in the postseason before? It's a huge advantage. I mean, Charlie's, you know, Charlie's numbers show that. He's obviously a you know a big time postseason pitcher. Um, you know, so so that's a huge advantage for us. You know, on the flip side of that. Going into Dodger Stadium and trying to win a game there, that's, especially with the fans, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be gonna be a tough one. Maintain their poise. You talk about being able to go into Dodger Stadium, but you know what? What what is your mindset when you're on the road in LCS in a, in a hostile environment like the Dodgers uh, Stadium? And you just try to stay even keel. Um, you know, obviously, it's totally different than last year. I've I've had a lot of people talk to me like. Yeah, Braves are going to the World Series. I was like, guess what? They were up three to one last year as well in a neutral site with hardly any fans. And the Dodgers are tough, man. Like, and, and, and being at home in front of those fans, those fans can get loud out there. Damian Moss joining us here on 3 and Out. And, and Damian, I know you uh, were with the Braves there in the early 2000s, gotten, in, gotten to the postseason. But look at this Braves offense. Is this one of the best Braves offensive teams that maybe we've ever seen assembled here? They're impressive. I mean, it's like they've got each other's backs. I mean, they just – someone doesn't get it done, and the next guy steps up and picks him up. I mean, you know, Freddie's been struggling, and, you know, that's not normal. I mean, he, he's going to come out of it. And Austin Riley has, has been unbelievable, like, it just seems like everybody's got each other's backs, and you don't, you know, you don't see that a lot. This is a team that has now won four straight division titles. Uh, how important are, are, are kind of internal expectations in terms of uh, meeting your full potential through injuries? You know, you're still battling for preseason goals that were lofty. Uh, talk, if you can, about the Braves' team culture and how they've been able to kind of maintain success, not only last few years but really over uh the generation for 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 the most part it, it it's got to do with the man in charge man like you know i played for bobby cox best manager i played for i played for brian snicker in the minor leagues and 
he's he's just like Bobby. He's a player's manager. He's got your back 100%. I remember, you know, sitting in the dugout and, like, when you're pitching, every pitch we throw is a strike. Every, you know, every pitch the hitters take, it's a ball. You know, and, 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 and knowing that you've got a manager that has got your back 100%, you know, that, that that means a lot. And, Damon, I know you mentioned it. I mean, obviously we know uh, three Braves go up 3-1 last year. You saw you kind of woke, you know, those Dodgers woke up. But how much different is 2021 for a Braves team that has a really, really good lineup, better pitching, and they understand it, look, they understand what it takes to beat this Dodgers team? They're getting it done. I mean, I think what when I, I was watching the game last, last night or the night before, I was talking about, the Braves like won one game there this year, um, and for me, that's all it takes. You know, if the Braves take one out in LA, I like our chances. How important that when you, when you talk about that, Damien, is getting the one today uh, and and putting it three zero where the Dodgers, if they're going to beat you, have to win four in a row. Is this an important one, or is it just as simple as just win one of the next three and you're still fine? I mean, obviously, if, if the Braves go up 3-0 today, it puts a lot more pressure on the Dodgers. But, I mean, you're talking about it. I mean, that lineup, they're pitching. They're a bunch of, like, dudes. And, you know, for them to win four games in a row, like, I, it's it's not a problem for them. You know, so, obviously, put, winning today's game would be you know, huge. From a picture standpoint, Damian, how do you approach a lineup that has, you know, Betts and, and Bellinger and, and, and Seager and Smith? I mean, just everybody out there is an all-star just about. How do you approach a lineup like that? It's tough, man. Like, I remember my time in the uh, AL East when, you know, you playing the Yankees and the Red Sox and those guys, and you don't get a chance to breathe. You know, it's 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 hitter after hitter after hitter that's just that can do damage, and you know the mental side of that is it's huge. And you know, Charlie Morton being on the mound tonight is probably the best guy we've got. You know, possibly go up three zero. Obviously, you know, uh, playing under Bobby Cox. Talk about the talk about the job Snit has done. I know it was a head scratcher when he became the manager, but talk about what he's done since he's been uh, been the manager. I don't think he was a head scratcher when he got the job. Honestly, I mean, I, you know, he he'd been in the system before I was born. I saw him with the Braves when I was 16 years old. I mean, I mean, he's he's a lifer, man. He's he, he's one of those guys that, like I said, he's he's just like Bobby Cox. He's got your back. You know, he's not afraid to, you know, to get in, like, to get on you if you don't do something right. But then he's going to love on you. And, you know, and, and, and those guys feed off of that. I mean, he, you know, like I said, I don't I don't think it was ever a head-scratcher for me. I, th- I feel like it was well-deserved. And, again, Braves need a couple more wins in order to go to the World Series. Damian Moss, our guest here on 3 and Out. Damian, really appreciate the time. Thanks so much. You bet, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, game three coming up here in just a little bit, about uh, seven or eight minutes. We'll get you out there for game three, Braves and Dodgers. But you talk about the mindset, uh, as you said, uh, BJ and Ben, 
just a couple years ago, starters, hey, we're going to roll with Charlie Morton and try to get a seventh, eighth inning. That's not how managers are managing these postseason games anymore. It's Charlie Morton. Get us to the fourth or the fifth. We turn the lineup over that third time. We're taking you out. Yeah, and I think on a big stage like this, you trust a guy like Morton. I certainly understand that that's become kind of the new standard and the new status quo, especially in the playoffs, to, hey, if you can get to the fifth, you know, you've more than done your job. But this is a guy, like Damian said, that experience is invaluable. Uh, You know, Charlie Morton has pitched in a World Series before with the Rays, so he's done it on the big stage. He's also been a part of the Braves organization, came up through the Braves organization, so understands the culture in Atlanta, and this is a guy that – has over 70 innings of postseason baseball on his resume. Let him go out there and, and and give it a go. All the pressure's on L.A. Morton's one of the best pitchers in the National League. He's been really hot and has been able to rest for a couple of days to get back to full strength. If I'm Brian Snicker, I'm, I'm letting Charlie Morton go out there and pitch until he tells me he's ready to come out. I think he's earned that distinction, and I think he's very capable of leading the Braves to a win tonight. And I think I think at the end of the day, Kevin and BJ, you got to understand that. Look, as you if you go up, you know, uh, three games to zero tonight. I mean, three games to zero tonight. What does that do for the rest of this series? I know that uh, Damian mentioned, yeah, this team with the Dodgers, they can go and win four in a row. Well, uh, this ain't your same Dodgers from twenty twenty. This ain't the same Braves from twenty twenty. I think this team understands that, Kevin. If the Braves go out and play their best game in Game Three, how much more dangerous does that make them? Even with Charlie Morton, the guy who has you know big time postseason experience. Yeah, look, I I I don't want to say like you put all your eggs in a basket for Game Three, but to me, this is important uh, tonight. Uh, and some series say, well, it's going to be back and forth and this and that. To me, the, the the fact that you can go to L.A., a place where you've struggled to win games, and win one tonight with Charlie Morton and go up three zero, to me, would be huge. Uh, as you said, I, you don't want to. You asked me before the show, would you feel comfortable 3-0? No, I'll feel comfortable when you have four and they can't get four. That's when I'd feel comfortable. But 3-0 is such a momentum swing in that you really put all the pressure on the Dodgers to have to win out. They have to be perfect and and manage a different style of ball game than Brian Snicker would, knowing he's got a three-game buffer. He can play it a little differently uh, in his strategy when it comes to uh, to going out there and, and trying to win this series. So to me... Very, very huge to go out there and get game three uh, tonight. We'll have full coverage for you coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Appreciate Damian Moss joining us here uh, on the program. Also, uh, Jeff Owens, uh, 2005 first team All-SEC defensive tackle from the University of Georgia, looking at that just dominating Georgia defense. Again, appreciate you joining us here. We'll have more breakdown for you tomorrow. Let you know uh, how it fared here in game number three on the show. But Braves and Dodgers coming up. Right after this, we'll send you out to Los Angeles, get you ready for a huge Game 3 here this afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow here on 3 and Out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network.